Hi, this is Mark Andrew Speck from the band Sweet Crystal, and you're listening to Wildman and Steve. Sweet. Very sweet indeed. You are about to listen to the intersection of faith, talk, and music. The Wildman and Steve Show starts right now. So, Steve, you were at the Harmony Music Festival. Um, I was there, not necessarily. I was there in, I was there not in person, but I was there vocally, um, able to call in and uh, be, be uh, a, a participate in that. Although, I did find it quite rude that you hung up on me after every interview. It was just like, okay, like, boom, I'm gone. <laughs> well, um, it was quite an experience. It was different from Kingdom Come Fest. We were interviewing um, artists, more of on the contemporary uh, Christian right. realm. Um, but young artists and young artists that had a passion for Christ is what I noticed. So That was it. So yeah. What were your takeaways from that time? Yeah, my, exactly the same. The artists had such a passion for Jesus. They had a passion for, for communicating the gospel through music, reaching people uh, for the Lord through music. So, so there was that. Uh, but the other thing, and, and I wish you could have been there uh, on the ground there with us, but it was, how to put this, it was simple. It was pure. It was wholesome, right? It wasn't, there's no big stage, right? It was a fairly small stage. Uh, it, was a, it was a small park here in, in just slightly north of central Indiana. Uh, but it was just good people coming together uh, from the community to hear music that edified the soul. And and I, I loved it. Uh, there were a couple different churches involved. My good friend, uh, Jeremy Moore, who's a pastor of Herbst United Methodist Church, uh, was really one of the, the main uh, guys uh, helping pull this together. And that's just what touched me the most, I think, was just seeing everyday folk coming out on a Saturday afternoon just to share in good music uh, that, that blessed the soul. Yeah. Yeah, well, good. And, you know, I, I, I sense that same thing, even though I wasn't there physically and I was just, but I, I sensed that same idea. And I sensed young artists that were eager to talk again about Christ. I mean, yeah, we yeah. talked about music, but their whole thing was all about the gospel, all about Jesus. How can we bring um, Jesus into this?
rocking and rolling. So, Benjamin, bird song of the bird songs, obviously named after you. That is fantastic. Uh, headlining group here at the Harmony Music Festival, which was so cool. Um, tell us a little bit about the story, and I, I understand there's a lot of family uh, with this band. So, so how did this thing come to be? Well, uh, to go back to my mom and dad, dad was from Arkansas, mom was from uh, West Coast. They met in Seattle, Washington, and had seven kids. Uh, dad had a life of uh, heavy metal influences with uh, ACDC and, uh, and just Black Sabbath, that kind of really dark stuff. And God kind of let him out of that, but he still loved it. And so when he started having us play music, he wanted us to be the furthest from metal possible and so he raised us as kind of a bluegrass band and so we played bluegrass festivals all over the country ended up sneaking in a drum set later doing kind of a southern gospel gaither things we know a lot of those guys but then dad finally just let us kind of do what was on our heart which was sharing the gospel with hard rock metal alternative rock um and so we're we're just a conglomerate of a bunch of different american styles of music but with one message the one message is jesus christ is the answer he's the hope for everything but man i tell you what nothing says it like metal <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that wild man yes yes i did and that's something that we agree with and uh, steve has said that many times uh, curious benjamin you mentioned bluegrass and i've i've had some friends that have played bluegrass as well as musicians what was that transition like going from that style to the rock and metal as you just mentioned we grew up getting into dad's record collection and cassette collection when he'd go to work. He, he worked a nine to five doing custom cabinetry. And so a lot of what we were listening to was the Eagles, uh, Boston journey, and then, then some of his heavier stuff. And, uh, but then playing with that in our hearts, that was still what we were listening to. And yet our hands, I was nine years old when I started my younger brother, our drummer was four years old and it was kind of, uh, the ages in between, uh, we're just kind of spaced out 16-ish months apart. And uh, and so we were playing fiddles, mandolins, uh, banjos, started playing at Dollywood in the year 2000, moved out to Tennessee. And by 2004, we'd begin to write our own music. And as God was placing on our heart, just, you know, kind of a, a story of God's salvation and his redemption that didn't take away all suffering, but he was with us in those dark times and it ended up that our metal and our hard rock roots were actually what was coming out of us as we wrote. So as soon as we started writing songs, my dad was like, what on earth? You know? Uh, but I think secretly he was kind of like, okay, as long as this can glorify God, if people are seeing Christ in this and are responding um, well to it, then I'm, I'm okay with it. So uh, my dad is a, a firm supporter in what we do. He's a, he's a worship leader at our home church, and they haven't done any ACDC yet, but we're working on some striper. Um, <laughs> but they're just a mountain church in East Tennessee, and they uh, we love them to death. So when we're there, we're sometimes worshiping God through Southern gospel music and contemporary music and uh, sometimes bluegrass but really anything that points towards Christ. So it was an easy transition when our hearts were in the right place to love people through music. So, Benjamin, I was talking with your uh, sister and your wife earlier. And well, they're two different people. And they're two different people. Let's yeah, be clear to our listeners. But no, just because they're from Tennessee, it does not mean that a family <laughs> reunion is also an opportunity for dating. Just saying. Uh, so let's just be clear about that. Um, 
but they were saying this. So this is a full time gig for you guys. It is by the grace of God. So I was going to say, so how do you guys make that work? Because we talk to a lot of artists, mm-hmm. established and up and coming. Yeah. And I know it is really difficult these days uh, in the music industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's as hard in general. Spotify doesn't pay anybody anything. Oh, yeah. uh, it's tough to get record deals. And then, of course, here lately, the past few months, it's been very difficult to have a live gig. So so how are you guys able to make this a sustaining, really, a, a business for your family? We have a lot of people who really believe that God is in what we do. Um, and so there are people who God has made, you know, with more than they, than they need so that they can give it away. Just brilliant people who have you know, have helped us purchase sound equipment, have helped us, you know, I'm looking at our trailer now, which was purchased by um, a man who has just lost a battle of cancer. And and my family actually had to head that way. That's why it's been so chaotic today to be a part of his uh, memorial. So basically we, and last week we were in a prison, we were at a prison in, in Birmingham, Alabama and, you know, stuff like that, public schools, different things like that. They don't, they don't, really meet the need of the finances but there are so many people who believe in what we do it really makes up for it so and if god ever closes those doors and you know we can't financially do it um but he can he seems to just keep uh, placing on people's hearts to give towards what we do you're wild man yeah so during covid um since covid has started as steve just mentioned it's not you know not uh, very uh, common to get a live gig what have you been able to do during this covid time i'll tell you what as soon as um a lot of camps got to go ahead that they wanted to give kids an outdoor social distancing place to worship god and learn and to grow um we got a call to come in and do about a month's worth of, worth of camps. Um, I was amazed by how safe they were. And so as long as it's like outdoors and, you know, the, the staff is doing all they can to keep the spread uh, down, we've been actually pretty busy. Uh, and also we're recording an acoustic album. And we're all over the place. We're everything from heavy, heavy stuff down to uh, just playing some acoustic instruments. So we're going to record an acoustic album uh, with some downtime. Um, and it's also been a good time to connect as a family. Uh, just Satan, if we're on the road, he's attacking us by breaking our brake lines and uh, popping tires. And when we're at home, we still have struggles. Uh, we're not perfect by any means, but we want to out Satan and where he's working to uh, to destroy our lives and our family. So it, it's been good stuff. And God just keeps us afloat. Our home church is very supportive. They have this weird thing called Bird Song Sunday once a year. And... It really just keeps us going, almost like a fundraiser. Um, but then there's so many things that God does just to keep us on the road. Well, you answered a question I was going to ask, which is kind of where you're going with some projects and so forth. You mentioned maybe doing an acoustic thing. Yeah. And, you know, I wish uh, our, our listeners had been able to actually be here at the festival and to have heard your set. Uh, the stuff you guys did with mandolin and fiddle, and you were playing some old classic hymns. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it rocked. As any as anything metal could do. Oh, yeah. I it, mean, Led Zeppelin, they had the mandolin well, and the guitar. It, it was like it that. was just so solid. So, um, do you or you think would you ever do an, an album, really, of some of the just just old hymn covers, maybe, but acoustic and so forth? Okay, two things. One, uh, the acoustic stuff we're doing is kind of a reworking of the stuff we've written. But if you want some old hymns, my brother, the drummer, just created a 
metal hymns album that you guys might love. So I know that's weird, <laughs> but I tell you what, he's about to send it out to radio. He does When We All Get to Heaven with a brutal breakdown that will just, I mean, if, if anybody likes happy hardcore or like uh, just, it's so good. And he's done every bit of it. He's, he's a absolute musical genius. So he's going to send it out. We'll, we'll make sure you guys can get a copy of that. Wild man, I hope you can ask the next question because I'm too busy picking my jaw up off the ground. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. That that sounds that sounds incredible. We'll look forward to that when that comes out. Um, so you know, what is what do you what have you experienced um, with this band um, as far as the acceptance of fans? Um, and understanding the styles, uh, as far do, do you do you sense that there's a growing interest in what you're doing? Yeah, well, the industry. Uh, I don't want to speak ill of anything, but if, if something's driven by sales and tickets and things like that, we found we don't fit well. Um, right. Where we kind of fit is there just Christians, people with a background, people who love music and families. Families that maybe can't decide on which radio station to turn on um, because, you know, there's kind of some walls up and that kind of thing. Those kind of people can come to a Birdsong family concert, and one moment they might be hearing three, four-part harmony, uh, and the next moment they might be hearing, you know, a, a halftime breakdown, um, you know, or a guitar solo where I'm trying to shred. And, um, and there seems to be an acceptance of both because I think they can feel that we genuinely love them. And uh, and so it's kind of a grassroots thing where uh, we don't really fit in any particular genre or niche, but the but the music is just our way of loving people, and I think people sense that, and we pray for that. So that's kind of growing, and we're we uh, we got to partner with Lecrae, a, a Christian rapper, and it went right. uh, really well. And so it was neat in the context of what we were doing to have bluegrass, rap, rock, acoustic classical just and the idea was whoever our audience was we wanted them to see that jesus loved them and who they are what they're who who god made them to be what kind of moves their heart there's a way that the gospel can be expressed that way so we're just all over the place and we enjoy it but i don't think we fit anywhere and the people who don't fit anywhere really we kind of have fans in that genre the don't Mm -hmm. fit genre Jesus didn't fit either, right? I mean, he didn't have a place to lay his head as a baby. So, uh, man, I got to tell you what, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, we can find you all over the internet at The Bird Songs. That's on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, and thebirdsongsmusic.com. Benjamin, thank you so much for spending some time with us after a, a great set. I know you guys got a lot going on the rest of the uh, evening and uh, this weekend in your lives, so we're praying for you. Uh, safe travels, and uh, thanks for taking time with us. My pleasure. God bless y'all. Thank you. So we're here at the uh, Harmony Music Festival, and uh, we got Olivia Harmony with us. And I just got to ask, is this your own personal music festival? 
I wish it was. It kind of feels like it, but no, it was just fate that they found out about me. So hey. Your name lines up. You should be here. <laughs> awesome. 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 So we heard you a little bit earlier, heard your set, um, and you, you're obviously, you're doing guitar, you're singing, so you're, you're a multi-talented musician, uh, but I got to say your voice is just so pure. It's just got a great tone to it. Uh, how long have you been doing music of any kind, whether it's vocal, instrumental, or whatever? Yeah, since I was in middle school, I started performing and writing music. I actually started as a worship leader. So I was 11 years old. I had a huge Taylor guitar, and I learned three chords, and that got me started. So I started playing music. You know, if you know three chords in worship, you can play any song you want. You're good. So I learned E, C, and D, and E minor, because that's a given. And then, uh, yeah, just started playing there. And as soon as I learned how to play the guitar when I was 11, I started writing music. So that's how long I've been singing. That's how long I've been playing. Is uh, my dad actually taught me how to play? So he was a worship leader, taught me the chords. From there, it just happened. Start singing. Very cool. Very cool. Wild man. Yeah. So Olivia, uh, just curious. Um, what can you tell us about enlightened students? I know that that's something that you're really into, and in the motivation that you have. Um, what's happening with that? I'm super passionate about young leaders. That's how I got started. So I, like I said, when I started leading worship, I was 11. And someone gave me that opportunity. And because of that, I felt a call to ministry. And I also felt called to do music because someone let me take the stage. And I am forever grateful to that person. So Enlightened Students is a ministry all about equipping leaders um, to see the untapped potential in student leaders and to give them platforms to lead. So we recruit high school students to lead worship events and worship gatherings in their schools all across the country. And this year, because um, of COVID, we're doing virtual tour. And that's on our Instagram page and our website, enlightenedstudents.com, where we just live stream students leading us in worship and sharing their gifts with their peers and with the world. And it's powerful to see students on fire for that um but then just to imagine the opportunities that could come from that and what could be um awakened and what could be discovered as students are given that opportunity because that happened for me wow that is, that is so cool now pa wild man is a pastor so he obviously deals with students in his church i'm actually a high school teacher so i deal with teens all the time um and we know there's a lot of issues facing teens and i get that, that that's not my question my question is what do you see as one of the biggest obstacles for teens accepting Christ as their savior? Hmm. Good question. I think they're very overwhelmed these days with all the things they're hearing. I just think of all the voices that they're hearing all the time from media, from parents, from school, from friends. I mean, and media, there's so many levels to it, too. You know, like there's so many voices telling them, this is what you need, this is what you need. And I think in the chaos, there's a lot of confusion, and there's not room to hear the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit sometimes. And that's where um, I think students just need a break of, from a lot of those things. And that's where I found students that I've been able to witness see the life change. It's when they set things down, when they set things aside and say, I want to hear the voice of God. There's so many voices calling for their attention. I think without those distractions, that's, for me, that's what I see the biggest barrier being. Without those distractions, I think they can really hear from God and hear his love for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wild man? 
So, uh, Olivia, just a, this is a typical question for musicians, and usually there's a, a different answers. But you know, one of the things is, um, you know, when you're a musician, you're on stage quite often. Even if it's a worship leader as well, you're on stage quite often. And there are some days that you don't necessarily I don't sing that you don't necessarily feel like putting your best foot forward, but you know you have to. Um, what is it that keeps you motivated during times like that? Yeah, that's a good question. People, <laughs> but also yeah. knowing why I'm doing it, you know. Um, one of my songs is called What I've Seen You Do, and I share, when I sing that song, I wrote it because I was like, if God didn't do anything else right now, I would have an infinite amount of songs to thank Him and to praise Him. But I get to actually write music about what I see Him do. I actually get to do that. Like, he still does work in front of me, in front of my face all the time. And just even thinking about that reminds me, okay, like, you get to remind people of that. And um, it's it's definitely a vertical relationship between music. Is, you know, this is me and God, but also when you look out horizontally and see, you know, you can help someone else realize that, too. It's the people. It's, it's seeing the faces. It's new relationships that are built. Um, so I definitely just have to remind myself of that. I have to ask people to remind me of that. But yeah, it's, it's about relationship for me. That's what I love about music. It brings people together. I've seen broken chains. I've seen mountains move. Seen your light in darkness. People made brand new. There have been miracles. And I sing to Wow. So tell us a little bit about your own musical influences. Obviously, you've got scripture, you've got uh, your experiences with God, and uh, as you said, the still small voice of the Spirit uh, in terms of lyrical content. Uh, but what about the music itself, whether it's secular or Christian or whatever, what feeds you musically? Pat Barrett, one of my favorite artists, so real when he writes worship. And I know he's a part of Build My Life, but even... Um, he has a song called Better Than Life. Just hearing his real, raw lyrics um, really inspires me to be just more real in my worship. And while my songs aren't always corporate worship songs, um, it is something different for people to sing along, whether it be in a group or at home. And so I love his lyrics. Um, I love people like uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> She's actually a big influence in my life. Um, just because of her gifting with words like she's just really gifted with words and what i mean she's using them for different reasons than me but i just really love to see her gift come alive and how different she is and so i just respect that a lot in artists when they can put themselves out there be different um and really uh yeah inspire people with their lyrics cool wild man you got another one there so Olivia, um, what are you, what's the future hold for you? At least from what you can see at this point, uh, what do you have uh, planned for the end of 2020 into 2021? Musically, I am writing. Okay. I am uh, taking this time, as many of us are, to write and to really take um, this space. I, I say a lot of times, people, God freed me from busyness during all this. He freed me from that. 
So what a gift to use this time to meet more musicians and to send things over to each other and, and pass along ideas. Um, so I'm actually making a move in my life. Um, I'm getting married in December. Thank you. Thank you. I'm moving to Kansas City. So for me, I'm taking on new territory in music. So that's the biggest thing for me right now is grew up in Michigan and now I'm making this move 11 hours away to work with more musicians and to write. And my next project is specifically focused on prayer. I'm going to be writing music about prayer, helping people know the Lord's Prayer and what it means to actively um, pray that in your life, um, personally and corporately. Now, is this Kansas City, Missouri, or Kansas City, Kansas? Well, I know you probably understand Kansas City, right? Well, I've, I've lived there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, people say Missouri is usually the better side. I don't know. Like I don't know. So my I, I, I won't weigh into that. <laughs> It's kind of like the east side of Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> you can't go on either side. Yeah, so um, I will probably end up in Kansas City, or sorry, Kansas City, Kansas. Um, but right now, my fiance is in Missouri. He's having a hard time moving across the border. So we're going to see how it all pans out. Yeah, well, and I know, well, man, you think that every time we have a guest on, uh, I've got some kind of connection to where we've lived. We've had other artists who... Uh, I've had a connection with, but uh, Kansas City, Missouri, especially, uh, has got a great jazz and blues uh, heritage musically, and so uh, there'll be some neat new music, uh, perhaps you'd connect with uh, in that way. So, uh, just real quick, what what are you doing when you're not penning new lyrics and uh, writing new uh, music to go with it? Always looking for good coffee shops. Always. Um, and probably hanging out with my dog. I have a cute little miniature dachshund named Stella. She's the best dog you'll ever meet. So those are my two classic things. I'm, I'm a really simple girl. I like music, I like movies, and I like coffee. And I like my dog. So that's all there is to me. <laughs> wow. Wow. We well, can't ask for more than that. Well, blessings on your uh, upcoming wedding and uh, uh, your marriage uh, for all the years to come there. So thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, this is so fun. Thank you guys so much. Testing in trials Felt like mountains I still see your goodness No matter what I've done You always carry me through Always gave me So we're here today at the uh, Harmony Music Festival. We got Air Rally here with us. And uh, I gotta say, this is really cool. Guess it's a great venue. Uh, thanks for uh, spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, so we got uh, Kevin, Rocco, and Sam. Uh, tell us a little bit about your music. What's, what's your style? Obviously, you guys haven't gone on yet. Uh, what are we gonna hear today? Yeah, that's a great question. Um... Man, Air Rally's music, I think, is ever-evolving. I think there's quite a bit of uh, different influences in it. Um, I think uh, I think pop rock, indie rock, is a great category to be thrown in if a category has to exist. Um, man, I think our music can be best described by message rather than genre. I think it's a message of hope and one of uh, 
understanding and longing to kind of know yourself and know others more. Um, yeah, I think we just like choose to express uh, a message of hope in our music rather than um, maybe a specific genre, I think. All right, cool. Wild man, I don't know if you heard that, but uh, you're, you're up if you want to ask him a question. Yeah, I can hear it. Good. So how long have you guys been together? Yeah, so we've been a band really since 2016. Uh, there's been some different variations, but Rocco and I have been playing uh, playing together since really like 2018 or so, I think. And um, and Sam joined for this, uh, we just did a tour with Indiana Wesleyan University, and, and uh, he joined during that tour, and so... There's uh, fresh faces in the band, but 2016 would be a good start date. Nice. So let's we're just going to kind of go down the line here, and if each of you guys could tell us what you do in the band. So we'll start off over here with you, Sam. Yeah, um, I play bass guitar. Um, yeah, I'm playing bass, and then for during the tour, we had a couple of opportunities to kind of strip down the sets. So I played um, acoustic as well with Kevin, so it's kind of a really cool dynamic that we were able to have. How we don't really, um, not necessarily conform, but like how we uh, go more of like a message than a genre. Um, we're able to go more and lay back, but we're also able to do more uh, hard rock. Yeah, primarily based on hard back and forth. Cool. What about you, Rocco? I play the drum set. Yes, sir. That's that's my zone. That's about all I do. No vocals, nothing like that. Control the pad and the click, you know. Hey, you're, other duties. You're, the, you're the backbone, man. Yeah. Right? You're keeping the rhythm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I play guitar and sing. Fantastic. All right. Uh, Wild Man, you're up. Yeah. Well, um, so just, just curious. You know, every time we interview a band, we always talk about, and it's always a positive vibe, which is good because we want to give you publicity. But I'm just curious, before we get into um, some more of what you guys do, what are some of the challenges that you face so far as a band? The challenges that we face as a band? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think a huge challenge right now that maybe not unique to the band is uh, the COVID pandemic. I think it's been really interesting as a band trying to figure out how to navigate that and how to figure out shows and uh, and really just writing during this time has uh, come across as more of a negative, I think, Bob. So pushing that message of hope and where it's and uh, where's the, the brighter picture has become more of a challenge late, as of, uh, lately. So one of the things we always like to know is what are some of your goals professionally, musically? I mean, are we looking for the next number one album on Billboard? You're looking to sell 100 copies, 1,000 copies, 100,000 copies of an album? Uh, you want to get heavy rotation on Spotify? I mean, what, what, what are you guys looking for rest of 2020 into 2021? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it really comes down to how you define success, right? And so uh, that's something we talk about a lot in the band. It's like, what does success look like for Air Rally? All those things are awesome. And all those things, I think, are um, are desired, you know, on a very service level. But I think that where we find the most benefit, uh, it's beneficial, I think was the word I was looking for, or, uh, or success is when a song that we have connects with someone. And uh, we like play festivals and we hear stories after shows of the way that God has used our music to kind of connect and reach people. And I think that is higher in importance to us than any radio chart or Spotify spins, you know, because um, at the end of the day, it's numbers versus, you know, 
personalities of people and I think that the connection with people is is what we look for you know so uh, I'm going to jump in wild man with another follow-up here just because um if I didn't ask, I'm sure you would have, but uh, what are you guys, some of your musical influences, whether Christian or secular, uh, where, where do you go for your inspiration and, and what kind of keeps you focused musically? Yeah, um, artists like Josh Garrels and John Foreman have always been really influential to me, the way that they can kind of communicate um, their faith and their uh, their ideas on culture, their opinions have always been interesting. Bands like Killers, uh, I think, are huge. And obviously bands like Blink-22 or um, those like Green Day, like those kind of legends have influenced my songwriting. Yeah, what about you guys, Sam, Rocco? That's an interesting one, because as a drummer, there are certain things that influence me, and then as just a musician, other things are really enjoyable to me that really don't focus on drums. Um, you know, I listen to a lot of maybe more alternative or like emo, hardcore influence stuff, so uh, a band called Turnstile, I really love. Uh, Title Fight is kind of a Pennsylvania kind of emo, if you want to call it that style. So I reside in that area a lot of the times, um, just because I think the uh, passion and the drums and the energy, I just really, I really love. And uh, I can see that in Air Rally too, so. Cool. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, uh, kind of a mix of uh, more Americana style playing. Um, but also kind of like back to, I guess if we're talking about bass, like more Stevie Wonder. Um, wow. And some of the more like original R&B stuff like that really influenced the way that I play bass and the way I navigate around the frets. Hey, well, man, you're up. So when you talk about songwriting, I'm always in, interested in that because every time we ask a musician about songwriting, we get a different answer. So what is the motivation, or if you could just walk us and the listener through the steps you take in writing a song? Okay, so I've been a little hard to hear. It's asking about the steps you take in writing a song. How, how does the songwriting process work for you guys? Yeah, the way it's worked primarily in Air Rally has been... Uh, I'll do a, a good, I think, 80% of the songwriting, and so when it comes to inspiration, obviously it's different for every song, you know? Inspiration writes uh, in different seasons and different books I'm reading and different um, situations that I might be wrestling with. Um, and I'll kind of have a, a foundation started, a, kind of an idea of what the song's trying to represent or communicate, and I'll take it to the guys, and then in practice or in rehearsal, we can kind of develop it. Um, being in Indiana right now with school, uh, it's made a little tough, but Rocco's got a studio and I've got a studio here in Rocco in Tennessee, and so we'll kind of send tracks all over the place and, and uh, get to write more electronic now, I guess, through COVID. But, yeah, it's different for every time, um, but it's probably like 80% 80, 80 of uh, the foundation laid and then filling in, trying to figure out how to better communicate the message. Yeah. All right, so you just mentioned school. So what do you guys do when you are not lighting up the kingdom with music? Right. Yeah, um, I'm a youth ministry major at Indian Wesleyan University right now. Um, and so the purpose in that is just trying to figure out how to better communicate with the youth of America from a stage. Um, we often communicate as an air rally that our concerts are more conversations, you know, where we try to try to lead people to another thought, you know, maybe like a different mindset than when they got there. 
So to try to figure really out how to do that with uh, when the entire people don't have a microphone, but you do, how do you communicate these messages in a conversational form? And so that's what I'm studying and what I'm really trying to figure out um, on the side. All right. Uh, I am at a community college in the Nashville area, and so I'm in my first two years. I just graduated high school uh, not too long ago during the corona stuff, which was nuts. But uh, my current major is psychology. I'm not exactly sure what that's going to look like moving forward, but it's something that really interests me uh, as of right now. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm a second year at Indiana Wesleyan. I'm studying graphic design and printmaking. Um, spend a lot of time in the art department and stuff like that. And I also um, do like tattoo commissions on the side. Um, and I really enjoy doing that. And um, whether or not I'll use graphic design or tattooing as a future um, in a career, I don't really know. But I've really loved uh, just spending time at the school trying to figure that out. Wow, that's cool. So I was talking to you guys earlier. It sounds like you guys have got your uh, social media act all together. Uh, everybody who's going to listen, uh, you just find these guys at Air Rally. That's A-I-R-R-A-L-L-E. And you can find them that way on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So, uh, guys, thanks for stopping by today. We wish you all the best with your set. Uh, blessings to you guys. And uh, just keep being uh, salt and light out there, man. All right. Take care. To where you wanna go So uh, we're back here at the uh, Harmony Music Festival. we got uh, Monte King sitting here with us. And Monte, uh, you guys were on uh, just a few minutes ago. I got to hear your set, and uh, it, it was fantastic. Um, you're obviously representing the group here. The other guys are off doing their thing. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what, what are you trying to do with your music? Yeah. Um, well, I started uh, singing when I was seven years old. I sang in the church choir. You might have heard me say it on stage. I, I grew up in a, a Southern Baptist church, so I sang in the church choir. and you know, I, st- I started going to a different church and learning different types of music, and I picked up the guitar and, you know, started learning to play that. And when I was 16, uh, or actually I was 17, in 2017 we started. And we, uh, it all started because I, I wrote one song, and it turned out to be pretty good. So then, you know, I started writing more. And people just invite us to come leave worship. It's essentially what I so I'm a I don't consider myself to be an artist but a worship leader that just happens to write his own songs about, you know, God. Uh and so uh, my first concert uh got to open up for Sanctus Real, my first ever concert. Whoa, and, are you uh, serious? It was amazing. And uh, we got to do we I mean pretty quickly there we got off we did a couple tours uh around around Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Michigan. And uh, then uh, we we got some connections down in Florida where we now we go and do a, an event they have there every year, and uh, that's how it started. And then you know people just hear word of mouth, and they if people need a worship leader, they just call me, and I I say yes most of the time. Yeah. Nice. 
Okay, Wild Man. Yeah, so, Monte, you know, when you talk about the idea of being able to open for a band uh, like Sanctus Real, and then things, it sounds like things are just organically uh, happening for you. Um, what do you think is uh, is in store for your future? I mean, we always are going to ask that at the end of the interview, but uh, something more specific is the idea of where do you see yourself um, continuing with this as you're opening for bands and touring already? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm in school right now. Uh, I'm a double major in uh, theology and biblical and theological studies. Uh, and I, uh, where where are you doing that? I'm at Indiana Wesleyan uh, in Marion, and uh, so I started uh, actually working at a church here recently. I got hired on as the uh, director of student ministries. So uh, music, you know, I it's uh it sounds weird to say, but it's 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 a secondary in first place if that even makes sense. So so God called me to ministry, and uh. The first way I'm going to do that is through pastoring, but a way that I plan to pastor a lot of people is just through music. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so uh, that's what I that's what I plan to do. So, you know, um, my church is really gracious. I told them, uh, you know, well, they already knew beforehand that I travel a lot and stuff, and so I have certain I have a, a certain amount of weeks, uh, Sunday mornings that I can go to other places, and now. I just try and schedule things on the weekends. And so where if I'm, you know, if I have something to go do on the weekend, that's okay because I can get back for Sunday morning or, or whatever. And so uh, hopefully I plan to, I just plan to pastor and do music at the same time. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Now you see you grew up Southern Baptist uh, Church. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your musical influences, whether that's Christian music, secular music, but what what is it that feeds into the Amante King sound? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good question. I, oh man, I'm the only person that I know that is a huge, huge like fan of gospel and like contemporary Christian music. So like last night, me and a couple guys from the band traveled to uh, Chicago, Illinois. And we went to a gospel concert, and then like today we came and we, we were playing like contemporary Christian, you know. And it's like there's not a lot of people that I know that most of my friends they listen to contemporary, they don't know any gospel music or vice versa. Okay. And so it's like uh, I've tried my best. I always say that I want to be somebody who who can lead in either context or culture. So and, and I'm just gonna shoot shoot it straight. If my band, if we go and play in a black church, we 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 are right there with their culture. But if we come and play for a group like this, we're right there with the culture, you know. And so, uh, so I, it's kind of like a, a, a quasi fusion, you know. I feel like there was a guy uh, named Paul who said, <laughs> "I'm going to be all things to all people, so that by all means I might save some." Right. That seems like that's what you guys are about, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, Amante and, and, and Pastor uh, Wildman, you can't see this, but uh, another uh, gentleman from the band just walked up. Amante, can you introduce who we got here? Yeah, so uh, uh, this is uh, these are the two guys that uh, I consider to be. Um, these are the only two. How do I say this? I don't know. These are the two guys that they are. Um, 
you introduced me as the Kingsman. If that was our real name, there, if I was going to take a picture and, and invite other people to be in it, it would just be these two. Because these are the only guys that are that I have just about every time I go anywhere. Most of the time, if they can't go, I don't go. Okay. Uh, so who, who's so, just sitting on your right? So on my right is my keyboard player, uh, Josh Kessler. Hey, Josh, Josh, give us a big hello. Hey, guys. What's up? Josh has been playing with me since uh, 2018, right? Uh, it's been probably a little longer than that, about four years. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Really 2016. He's been playing with me since 2016. And then Nick has been playing with me for a year now. Nick Wright on the saxophone. He's from Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, give him a shout out, Nick. Hey, this is Nick Wright from Indianapolis. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at nwright underscore music. Um, and I'm really honored to be here. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, Wild Man, you're up. Yeah, so, you know, as we uh, are continuing, uh, as I'm listening to you guys talk, it's just inspiring to hear um, that you guys have a desire to minister, evangelize, and connect with the culture, while at the same time making sure you're anchored in God's Word. I'm really inspired by you mentioning, Amante, the double major that you have and what you what you are all about. Um, where are you seeing, when, when we're talking to you, and, and, and excuse this for me, you said you were going to shoot it straight, I'll shoot it straight a little bit as well. Um, for you as, as the younger generation, what are you seeing as far as more peers and how they're accepting God's word? Woo! <laughs> I like that question. Well, I see two things. One is good and one is not good. The good thing is that the people that are getting into God's word and are, and are, are coming on board with Jesus Christ and, and willing to follow him are actually doing it. Like, like, there's a lot of younger people my age that are serious about this. And we don't, I mean, we don't care about, about uh, what anyone has to say anymore. I mean, and then we don't have time to either. Nowadays, there's no time for you to be scared. If you're scared, you got to go home. Amen. So that's one thing I see. But then the other side is there are, there's a lack of people. Now, notice I said the people who are. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But most people are not. Uh, most people are uh, what I call moralistic, therapeutic deists. Oh, where they yes. are. Yes. They uh, God is is their he, he is their Pepsi Coca Cola machine. You put in a prayer and he gives you whatever you pray for and that's it. But he's not just Savior. He's Lord. He's Lord and Savior. And so there's a lot of people that think they're Christian, but they're not. And there's uh, then there's people that just don't care. They're just they're just not doing anything at all. And it's like, those are the people we got to reach. And, uh, you know, people ask me all the time. They say, you ever want to go on mission trips outside of the country or outside? Of, and I say, yeah, I'd love to do that. But there's 12,000 people that I know for uh, in Grant County, where I live, that are not Christians. So I, I don't need to go on a mission trip. I can just get in my car and go out of my neighborhood, you know. And if there's 12,000 people that don't know Christ. So. That means that there's work to do right here. Why do I need to go to Africa? And I haven't even done anything in Grant County, you know. So I just, mm. That's, mm. Uh, I see that there's people, of the people uh, who are doing it, they're really doing it. Uh, but but in, in, in when you look at that in the context of the majority, you know, of our society today, we're not a Christian nation anymore. 
Actually, I'd argue we probably All never right. were, you know, yeah. but we don't have a majority of people in America who even claim Christianity anymore, you know? So it's like, there's not a lot of people, but those people who who claim it, I believe that it's starting to actually, you know, catch on and be real. Hey, man. Hey, listen, we want to respect you guys' time. We know you guys got to go, and you're going to play a wedding yet today. Uh, so real quickly, uh, what are your musical goals for, like, the rest of 2020, 2021? I mean, we're looking at, you know, top of the Billboard charts, uh, sell a million albums, uh, get get high rotation on Spotify. I mean, what 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 is the goal musically for you guys right now? Well, uh, I just had two songs recently hit a thousand plays, uh, just just on Spotify. So they got more than that all, all together, bro. Uh, Congratulations! Wow. I would say my next goal is whatever I decide to do next. I played two new songs today. I liked one of them, didn't really like the other one. So whatever I decide to do next, uh, I want to I want to reach five thousand plays, and I want to be on the radio uh, uh, at, in Grant County and the surrounding the surrounding areas. I, I want that to touch, and uh, that's the goal for now. And let's say by by twenty twenty one, yeah, I mean by twenty twenty one, it should be time to put out a new album. Cool, cool. Well, guys, thank you for uh, spending a little bit of time with us this afternoon. We sure appreciate uh, hearing your set earlier and uh, blessings on your travels and as you head into the wedding. Thank you. All right, you guys take care. Thank you. break through the night, through the storm and the raging fire. We cannot win this fight. Without you, Jesus Christ, let revival stir our hearts and let your spirit search our souls. We know that with you we're unstoppable. We must all stand together, be the light of the world. We cannot wait for tomorrow. We're the hope of today, all for the same. All right, so we got. Uh... Pastor Jeremy Moore here at the uh, Harmony Music Festival, and um, Jeremy, I haven't seen you on stage, I haven't seen you singing or playing an instrument, but yet I know you've been instrumental uh, in this festival, so uh, tell us a little bit about your role here. Instrumental, that's interesting, and by the way, I have been on stage, thank you very much, in a non-musical capacity thing. Um, No, my name is Pastor Jeremy Moore, and I'm uh, uh, lead pastor at Herbst United Methodist Church. And uh, in this community up here, uh, our, our pastors in our local churches across the nominations have really gotten together and, and tried to form a community of, of faith leaders. And so this was uh, the brainchild of, of a, a member of uh, the Wesleyan Church here in, in Sweetser. And um, we got brought on board to help support uh, this kind of effort and movement. Well, man. Great. So um, is, is this the first time? Or how many? How many? Is this the very first time? This is the the second year for the festival. Um, okay. Last year we, we we kicked it off, and I think we had a lot of little local uh, kids, college kids, who did a lot of the music and performance. Um, and uh, so this is we've gotten a couple a uh, little bit bigger bands here this year, and it's just going to kind of grow from there. So what is your? Um... <laughs> 
So the band is obviously uh, kicked up here. So what what is your goal with the festival? What are you guys trying to do with it? Um, you know, I, I think the biggest point of the entire thing, the reason it's called Harmony Music Festival, is to provide harmony to bring the, the word of Jesus Christ to people in new ways. Um, for, for both the bands that have gone so far, you heard good testimonies about what they believe, their faith in Jesus Christ. And so if we can do something together in harmony as different churches, denominations, to bring out a single message of Jesus Christ, I think that's the ultimate goal. Um, I know that in the planning of it, um, there's plans for the future to include more churches um, to come involved and come alongside one another for that common goal. Cool. Well, man. Yes. So, um, you know, as a as a pastor um, and and listening to this, first of all, it's very inspiring. You don't hear hear this a lot, um, where you have multiple denominations, multiple churches coming together for one purpose to bring about, as you say, harmony. Um, so, like, what what would you like to see happen in the community specifically? I guess it's a two part question of what have you seen. Uh, as a result of this festival so far, and what would you like to see as a result um, of the impact it has on the community itself? I thought the two-part questions were those that only Steve asked, yeah. so you're kind of messing with me. <laughs> yeah, every now and then we change hats every now and then, you know. So, um, let me see, and, and I, you know, dog, cat, what, um, squirrel. I think um, what I've seen happen obviously from year one to year two uh, the word has gotten out i mean there's a great crowd here today from the beginning to the end last year there weren't near as many people early um but the the, the advertisement has really gotten out there's there's a great crowd here today um and so i think that that's really awesome and that's really the the, the big thing because everyone here is getting to hear something um that is driven through a love for jesus christ um i I truly want to support what they're doing here and trying to do long term. I, I think the, the biggest thing is really to find revival. Um, the more that we speak the name of Jesus, that name has such power. And I know in the short time I've been in this community, I, I can see people um, who are spiritually waking up. Um, I think that in our community as a whole, the more that they see um, unity between churches, unity amongst all Christians for the common good of Jesus Christ, I think that makes it even more attractive. And so hopefully that's what will continue to grow this um, as a destination for people to come, uh, a chance to worship and, and have a good time. Uh, and then hopefully in, in all of our churches, um, you know, people can find a home. So how would a band find out about you guys or how would a band get on the building for next year if they wanted to come and play? Ooh, great question. Um, you asked the wrong person. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just a, a lowly servant here trying to trying to help out with things. Um, you know, one of the biggest, there is a, a Facebook page and, and a website for Harmony Music Festival, and there are some talks and plans of making it its own entity, um, which would then, um, you know, have multiple people from, from different churches to provide that kind of leadership going forward. So it's not just it's not just Sweets or Wesleyan, or it's not just Herbs helping out, but it is truly a collection uh, of churches. Uh, but there is a Facebook page and, and a, a website. But um, Sweets or uh, through Sweets or Wesleyan Church here in town, you can find a connection there as well. Cool. Uh, well, man, you got something else? Follow up? Yeah, I'll say one more. I have 
one more thing. First of all, I want to thank you, Steve, for putting up with two pastors for this long on one conversation. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and secondly, uh, specifically, how, how would you suggest that our listeners would pray for this festival? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it, leave it to a pastor to figure that question out, not the other guy. Um, sorry, for everybody who's listening to this, Steve and I have been very good friends for quite a long time, so uh, there's a little kid in there laughter. What's, what's the um, way to pray for this? I think more than anything else is we just want people to know the love of Jesus Christ. Um, that, you know, for all the performers that are here, that that their focus in ministry will always stay the same and stay anchored on Christ, um, that all the people here that are working, and that they will uh, understand that God is working even if we can't see it. So just general prayers for, uh, you know, obviously safety, uh, for the God's Word to get out to more people, uh, because that's really what we're called to do is to help uh, share the kingdom. Hey, Jeremy, thanks so much for spending time. I know you're busy here today with the festival. It's awesome. Great music. Uh, great God-honoring events. And uh, we just thank you for all you're doing, man. Uh, so we're here at the uh, Harmony Music Festival, and uh, we got Alex Small, who is the uh, organizer and really the brains behind this thing. Uh, so Alex, this is uh, the second year for this, is that right? That is correct. Uh, so tell us a little bit of how this thing gets started. Yeah, so pretty much um, what happened is I received a vision either from the Lord or just some kind of nudge towards some type of community event. Um, but I sat down with a, a committee of two or three people, and we just thought through an idea on how to bring the community together, all the surrounding towns, surrounding uh, cities and counties, just for this one big community event where um, people can experience communion with each other, um, listen to some great music, and just overall have a great time and just relax. Cool. Well, yeah, wild man. Great. Um, so, you know, one of the things I find interesting um, about festivals is that the common person doesn't realize uh, what all has to go be on behind the scenes. Um, so could you give like a two-minute uh, uh, summary to our listeners of what this all entails to put a festival on like this? <laughs> so me, myself, I, um, I don't do all of the work, nor am I present for all of the work um, that's put in. But I can say that putting on something, even, even a... Uh, smaller and low-key as this is, um, being only a couple, you know, hundreds of people rather than thousands like other major festivals, um, there's still quite a bit of work that is put in towards uh, planning the bands, planning, um, even the first year being last year, we had to plan where we were going to have it, um, as well as other side activities, other getting tables all put together, merch tables, um, even the, the sound equipment itself last year was completely different than it was this year. So getting all of that figured out and put together is always a challenge, and it usually takes us a couple, a couple three or four months um, to get the majority of it put together. And then after that, for the last month or so, it's kind of just fine-tuning and figuring out ways to make it all work how it's supposed to. So, so, yeah. so tell us, what, in terms of your goal with this festival, uh, is it you're primarily wanting to give a venue 
to bands and you're really wanting to give them more opportunities and, and, and that kind of thing? Is it, hey, I'm really focused on the audience? Kind of where where is your real focus and what you're trying to accomplish here? So our focus is on the community for the majority. Um, the bands do play a role because bringing in smaller bands and having them play with bigger name bands sometimes, which we hope to do in the near future, um, is bring in some bigger band names. Um, the overall focus is for the community to come out and um, either one, have an encounter with God, or two, to get away from you know their stressful life or in this year, the whole COVID situation. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a retreat, but in the same way, it's, it's just fun to be around so many people and just have a relaxing weekend. Cool. So, so, yeah, so well, if, if a band or artist is listening and they want to uh, uh, partake in this, the first question I have is, is there a particular style you're looking for? Yeah, so we are actually looking for um, a complete blend of styles. So last year we had um, we had anywhere from indie rock to alternative um, to more of a pop vibe feel. So it, and even this year we have more of a hard rock with blended with a punk rock with worship. So it's always it's always a big variety of bands that we're looking for. Um, what really depends on who we get this year and upcoming years was and is the cost overall because our budget right now is not very big um so finding bands that are you know still good and that can that are top notch and having multiple of them um that's a challenge in itself but yeah we, we always look for a a wide variety of bands so next year we were looking into potentially having rappers um potentially having um even even like a gospel quartet or something like that come in um, just to appear to different people and to uh, hit different hardships. Well, you know, it's such a great opportunity, and especially in this uh, situation we're in right now, uh, not being a lot of live venues, uh, people are really hungry to go listen to live music and so forth. What could anybody do to support this effort in terms of, hey, you know, you guys, you, you need more funds. Uh, you need more contacts with bands, uh, you know, more more food trucks and merch and those kind of things to support or whatever. What what do you guys need most right now? I'd say right now, um, what we need most is definitely funds. Um, we're running this year on less than $5,000 um, overall putting it together, and that's with stage, sound equipment, um, tents, food, uh, even some housing for bands. It's It's been a challenge this year to get that all put together, and we're still... Uh, short as of right now um, we haven't you know got counted through all the donations and um, anything like that yet but for us the biggest challenge is finding the funds um, but we're also eager to look into um, if you if you have contacts with any you know bigger name bands that you know are looking for a place to play for the upcoming years um, feel free like to contact us reach out um, you know find us on Facebook uh, Harmony Music Festival find us on Instagram at Harmony Music Fest I believe if not then it is Harmony Music Festival but yeah so we're, we're constantly looking for new opportunities and things to add in so well man right now um, I mean you've probably already alluded to it but one question always is is how can we specifically pray for you as the leader of this festival and for the festival itself yeah so um i heard you right ask for how ways to ask for prayer uh for the event and for uh, me and the leaders um 
how we would how we would ask for prayer is through the the patience and the wisdom to um, make the correct decisions when it comes to dates, when it comes to bands, um, and to uh, always be aware and to sense where the Lord is calling us to go and to pursue. Um, as well as uh, again funds, it's a it's a huge a huge burden to come across being short on funds when we you know we have to pay for bands, we have to pay for all these kind of things. So. That's, those would be the two main areas. Just pray for, um, you know, discernment of what the Lord is calling us to do um, and the, the funds to be able to continue to put this on annually as we hope to. Alex, thank you for spending time with us. I know it's been a busy day for you, obviously overseeing everything that's going on. Uh, this has been a beautiful day. Uh, it's been great weather for the bands. As long as everybody's had a great time. You've got a big crowd. Oh, yeah. uh, are, are you pleased with the size of the crowd this year? <laughs> yeah, so this year, I mean, we've already, as far as as far as far I know from um, Pastor Matt from Sweetser Wesleyan, who is uh, one of the other main people who helped me uh, put this on, um, he's already informed me that we have nearly, if not already, doubled our attendance from last year, wow. um, being about 250 last year, and I think we're hitting, we're hitting very close to the 500 mark, potentially, you know, 550 to 600 by the end of our last band here, so I'm very pleased with how many people showed up, it's been, it's been crazy. Wow, that's great. Man, thanks for spending some time with us, and uh, looking forward to uh, hearing the next band that's coming up. Appreciate All right, take you. care. So... But I'm sure the one thing our fans are very, very, very on the edge of their seat, just waiting. Now, our religious fans, that is, you know, I mean, you have fans and then you have fans, right? Right, right. We have a multitude of fans that just listen. Okay. But then we have our inner circle fans that listen and hang on every single syllable we say and they can quote the show later on to anybody that that, you know (laughs) they don't even have to try to memorize it they just love it so much but if if our fans would remember that at the kingdom come fest um at least on the podcast that we put up there at least there i said that everybody on the grounds was asking the question when are Wild Man and Steve going to grow their rock locks back? Right? Right. Well, yes. I'm just curious. I wasn't there, and I don't know what anybody was asking because you kept hanging up on me. Um, was um, what were they asking about us? And maybe it was something specifically about me because they were wondering where I was. You know, because I know I'm the I'm the big deal. So they were they were they were Wild Man. And actually, the question I got the most uh, was, "Is Wild Man?" as as sweet and honestly i i got is he as cute as he sounds over the podcast um i'm not going to tell you how i answered that question to the fans but that's that's what they really wanted to know (laughs) well you know boy are my is my face red no (laughs) i don't you know i i appreciate that for those who were asking it but I would really next time I I just kind of divert away from that cute word, you know. I'd rather I not cute, you know, something more like solid. <laughs> something <laughs> something more like um, is he as tremendous 
Um, now be careful. I'm going to get into superlatives here. You know, uh, we were talking about that earlier, superlatives and pluperfects and diphthongs and, you know, all that, but you got to be careful with that nowadays saying that. I think we, we're going to draw a line under it right now. <laughs> all right. So Harmony Fest and uh, hopefully it's happening again next year, depending on the restrictions. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to be there in person and both of us can be there to represent Wildman SD. But if not, we'll do the same thing and you will do the great job that I'm sure you did. Um, and answering everybody's question about me. Thank you for listening, and be sure to tune in next time to Wild Man and Steve. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform 